there, it's Emma P here, your expert in getting shit done, best-selling author, coach, and mum, and this is episode two for the Get Shit Done Institute. And in today's episode, we're talking with Lynn Bailey, who I've known for a number of years, and uh, she's here to talk to us today about the mindset of never being too old to try new shit. <laughs> Um, so before I start into that, Lynn, can you tell me about yourself? Yes, certainly, Emma, and thanks for having me on here. Uh, but yes, I'm just turned 70, so I'm certainly no spring chicken. I'm a mother of four, grandmother of nine. I've been a midwife since I was 21 years old, and I only retired from that 12 months ago, not even 12 months ago. And... Um, So I've worked with mums all my life from the age of 21. I've never known any different. So I've combined what I've done when I've worked with the mums over the years with... um, I I then went on because I sort of... From a very early age, I wanted to be more holistic in my nursing career. So I went on and I got um, qualifications in counselling and then I went on and got qualifications in life coaching... I've gone on to get qualifications in hypnotherapy, neuro-linguistic programming, law of attraction, all of those you know, qualifications. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a study nerd, so I love learning. I, nothing, you know, I, I learn every something different every day. And today is no different. I've learned something different today. But, yes, yeah, so it's been... I've devoted my whole life to working with mums and helping them improve the quality of their life and more importantly helping them to live the life they want to live and enjoy the life they want to enjoy now because and and, you know as a mum I worked all my child rearing years so not only do I have all this theoretical um, qualifications behind me more importantly what I love to use is my life experience. My oldest son is 43, so for the last 43 years I've been a working mum and life's lessons have just taught me so much. I've learnt so much from that and I now believe that, you know, that one of the reasons I'm here on this earth and I've been given all these life lessons is so that I can use them to help other mums improve their lives and also to be a, a... not only be an example to other mums that these can be done, but be an example to other women my age that it is never too late to change, that we can decide to do something different and age is no barrier. I mean, I'm not going to try and, you know, go and climb, you know, the Mount Everest or anything <laughs> like that. But at the same time, there are things that I will do now that I wouldn't have done even 10 years ago. So, yeah, so... Um, that's, you know, me in a nutshell, I suppose. I've... Which is kind of why we're talking, yeah. right? Because, um, so as a bit of background, I've known Lynn for a few years, but when um, we met, it was, I don't even know how long ago, probably five years, um, what you knew then versus what you know now has just like a rocket to yeah. Mars has <laughs> taken off. And which is, we had coffee the other week and we were talking about websites and I've built websites for a number of years and I've helped Lynn with hers and we meet for coffee and she gets out a laptop and starts tapping away on WordPress and I'm like going, what the heck, what happened here? So that was kind of why we decided to have a chat today on the podcast is because 
it's it really is never too late and so i'd love to get the the gold nuggets of why you think that speaking from somebody who's 70 like what is it because you could totally sit back couldn't you right now you could sit back with the grandkids around your knees and chill mm, effectively yeah, yeah. if you wanted to yeah. i know you never will yeah. <laughs> <laughs> however what it's interesting when we as we grow and what we imagine a 70 or 80 you know 90 year old person to be like it's generally not building wordpress websites <laughs> in a coffee shop with a 40 something year old woman going what the like it just doesn't happen so that's why we're chatting. I'd love to know what you think it is. My, my inkling, it's mindset, but I'd love to know really more what that is all about. And I totally agree. I think it is mindset. I've always been very positive from a very young age. And interestingly enough, when I went on to start and study to get um, my uh, coaching qualifications... I probably would have been, um, I I probably would have been around about the 40 mark Mm -hmm. and I started to get them. It was interesting that I was, when I was talking to people that I went to school with and I did my nursing with them, that had been 20, 25 years before and I hadn't seen them in that time and went back to a school reunion and these, and was telling women what I was doing and these women were saying, Oh, my God, but you were doing that when you were at school. You were doing that when you were in nursing. You were always the go-to to if we didn't know how to get out of something, if we didn't know how to change something in our life, if things were falling, you know, breaking down all around us, we'd go to Lynn. You could always come up with a different way to look at the situation. So I realised that all my life I've been using what I now call my law of attraction strategies and my NLP beliefs and all of that sort of thing, that I'd been using them all before I ever put training to them. It just meant that, you know, in terms of people want to see that I'm qualified, they can see a whole list of qualifications. But the reality is it was in me before I ever, you know, went and studied. Um, As I said, I, I am a nerd to me, the idea, when I left nursing in May last year, and I, I gave that up because physically my, you know, as a midwife, uh, an eight-hour shift was just running non-stop for eight hours. Uh, lucky if you got a 15-minute break for, for a meal break. And I would come home absolutely physically drained and exhausted. So when I decided to give it up, it was, you know... I still wanted to keep working with women. I still wanted to, um, you know, sort of help them. But it was... I looked around and I saw so many women my age, and I was 69 then, um, and their day consists of getting up and having breakfast and, you know, maybe getting the newspaper and reading the newspaper and... And it should be noted that Lynn looks really uncomfortable talking about this. (laughs) The body language, if we could film this, is she's not comfortable (laughs) describing what's potentially a a normal day. So you keep going. And and then, you know, I I would sit around and hear some of, you know, my 
my peers and they're talking about what was on Days of Our Lives or whatever. <laughs> I don't even know what, you know, like my TV watching, I don't ever watch anything live on TV, you know. If I do, I, re- I record the Today Show wholly and solely when I get up in the morning I'll turn it on and watch the first news bulletin of the day mm. and that will be it. That's yeah. how I keep up abreast with the news. Yeah. And because I learnt many years ago that news is all doom and gloom, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't like to be surrounded by doom and gloom. I mean, I know things happen. Last year, as you well know, I had a very um, tragic year. I lost two siblings, both of them to cancer, within five months of one another, uh, which I found very, very hard to, to cope with. So I had to give myself permission to grieve. I had That was when I actually stopped nursing because along with the physical, um, I actually, the last time I worked was the last day I worked before I went to Wagga to look after my sister before she, in her final terminal stages. And I just didn't have the heart to go back to nursing after that. So, but it was... I've given myself permission to grieve and I gave myself permission to step out of my work, society, anything else I wanted to step out of for as long as I needed. And it probably took me a good two to three months to before I felt that I even wanted to do anything again. I had very... I was very fortunate. The client base that I had built up, they were very understanding of where I was at and they were quite happy to put their coaching on hold, so I didn't have an issue with that. But then I got to a point where I thought, I can just sit here and I can sort of say, oh, my God, you know, I've lost three, three of, you know, I'm one of five and now I've lost three of my siblings the three oldest ones have gone. There's only my brother and I. And I could get depressed and, you know, we have a very strong history of cancer. Those three siblings that I've lost of all, I've lost them all as a result of cancer as well as my mum. And... Um, so I could get myself into a really deep, dark hole if I really wanted to about this and think, oh, my God, you know, every little ache and top pain and twinge, is this it, is this the end? Whereas to me, I thought, i I still got a lot of living to do. I decided when someone asked me when I was about 25, before I ever had kids, when I was going to die. And without batting an eyelid, I said, when I'm 96... Mm. and I'm going to die from a massive heart attack. And I have not faltered from that. If people ask me now. So I've still got another 26 years of life ahead you of me. definitely do. So I don't want to sit and watch Days of Our Drearies for 26 <laughs> years. <laughs> no. <laughs> I love travel. If I sit back and try to live on a pension, I can't travel the way I want to. And my brain hasn't told me that I've finished travelling in my <laughs> life. So... I have to create ways to continue to be able to travel. You know, it's sort of... I'm in a situation at the moment where my rent... I'm, I'm renting. Um, that came about... I came out... I was married for 34 years, had our own home. Um, things happened and I came out of that marriage, made made a few decisions that were not the right decision, in, but uh, from mine I was in, I made them. But as a result, I came out not owning a house anymore. Um, sold the house just to get him out of my hair and then realised that I put myself in a situation that I was too old to buy another house. I would have had to have done that before I sold the existing one. So that was okay. So I've been renting for the last 11 years 
And now my rent's gone up and up and up and I've just decided it's time to move. It's gone up too high and I don't want to keep trying to generate more income to pay my rent. I'd rather generate it to save my next holiday. So, um, <laughs> we, um, we see on Facebook the, the countdowns for oh, the, yes, the yes. cruises. Yes, and plenty of the holidays. Lots of luxury cruises that yes. Lynn oh, heads off around the world. Yes. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so, you know, I've just gone out. I'm looking at places at the moment, and as I shared with you before we started the podcast, you know, I saw a place yesterday that I... I I'm getting quite excited about it. so I'm putting an application in for that tomorrow. And my thinking around that is not, oh, gee, I've got to move. It's around, oh, well, what's the world opening up for me now? This has been the last 10 years that I've spent here. Yeah. What's the next 10 years going to open up for me in my new place of residence when I move? So, you know, so it's just, it is about mindset. It's about how we see things. We can see the glass half full or the glass Absolutely. half empty. and. When, when you and I have conversations, I always feel that there is, is a sense of what is the opportunity coming my way. Yeah, yeah. That's the feeling yeah. I get from whatever you, project you've got working yeah. or even if it's just building the Word, WordPress yeah, website yeah. or um, we're sitting in Lynn's uh, lounge room at the moment and there's a tripod on the bench for the for the phone to do the live Facebook videos. So we'll put a link in the podcast. But Lynn's one of many, one of very few people who are actually getting themselves out live on Facebook. Whether you want to or not is what I'm guessing. <laughs> Where was your mindset around that for live Facebook? I've lives? had a lot of resistance to it, mm. Emma. Um, and... I've probably been fighting and resisting it for a good two years. Yeah, I've right. been aware for the last two years that um, if I want to get a, a go ahead with my business, particularly now, and turn it from something that's just been local because it's been face-to-face, but now I have the opportunity to become global. And, um, you know, having said that, I picked up a, a client only a couple of days ago from Sweden yeah, cool. You know, so, uh, you know, so it's... Um, and I realised that to do this and build the business up, you know, at a global level, I have to be a lot more visible on Facebook, um, as many of our big stores are finding out now, the likes of Myers and DJs and all of those, that they can't rely on mainstream advertising, all of that. If they want to build their businesses, they're now having to go online and... A service-based business is no different. So my coaching business, the only way I can build it is to go online and expand it that way. And I have my idea of retirement is not sitting at home, as I said, watching TV. I do like to go and have my coffees, as you well know. Mm-hmm. I'm a coffee holic, and I can tell you all the good coffee shops around town. But the, you know, my my goal is I'm living it now. It's about I don't have to get up and go to work at the hospital for eight hours a day. I can get up and I can work here. And, like, my day-to-day started, you know, at five o'clock this morning. I was awake at ten to five. By five o'clock I was starting my day. And, you know, to me that's what it's... This is my retirement. It's not about sitting back and thinking, oh, well, I've just got to survive on the pension. How can I do that? It's about... Okay, well, you are, I want to go on another holiday, so how am I going to create the income to do that? And by looking at that, 
Uh, and I can tell you the holiday I want to go on. It's to, <laughs> I want to cruise the um, 2019, and I think it's September, if I remember correctly, there's a new carnival trip coming out and it's doing a trip. You fly to Singapore and you cruise 15 days back to Australia. And I want to do that in September next year. So that's already on my radar. I've only come, as you know, I've only been back from, I was on a cruise around the South Pacific two months ago. So that's the next big one. So I now it's about that's what I want. So how do I go about creating the income to do it. So, so you're basically getting yourself visible in yeah. any area. This is my retirement. I'm living yeah. my dream retirement, the one that yeah. I always saw, you know, is that, that was in the future for me, that one day I would be doing what I want to do, still working with women, still getting excited as I see women put change that they didn't even think possible into their life. And seeing the results of that, you know, it's just, it, that makes my heart sing. And I want my heart to keep singing until it gives out when I'm 96. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> I'd hate to finish the podcast on that, but I think we're going to have to. We're running out of time. Um, is there anything that you'd like to, just as a last point, is there anything you'd like to share with the listeners for the Get Shit, Insti- get Shit Done Institute? Is how, how do you get your shit done? Tell me. Look, the first, you know, the, the first thing I say to any client, the first thing I say to myself if I'm facing a challenge is, pardon me, I just needed a drink. And this is a law of attraction process, but it is such an easy, simple process and it's you see the benefit of it immediately. And if I say, oh, you know, I'd like to go on this holiday next year but I can't afford it, then that already shuts my belief system down to what I'm saying to myself, what I'm saying to the universe is I can't afford it. If I say to myself, swap that around and instead of saying I can't afford it, say wouldn't wouldn't it be nice if I could afford it, guess what? I start to smile, as you can see. (laughs) And it opens my mind up to endless possibilities. So that opens up to the universe being able to send me opportunities, signs, messages. I'm very intuitive, so I get a lot of my messages through my intuition. So to me, just changing that one phrase from I can't to wouldn't it be nice if I could, I think if they can... If your listeners can take that away and start to use that in their life, it will make an incredible difference from day one. I love it. The shift in energy already just from mm. saying, wouldn't it be nice if I got my shit done, mm. is mm. different to I need to get my shit done. And, and it's that's, different. It's yeah, different, isn't it? When we say I can't do something, mm. there's an element of, of self-judgment, self-guilt, self-reproach, yeah. you know, the minute you say, wouldn't it be nice if I could, you drop that guilt, you drop that self-judgment, you Beautiful. open yourself up to new thoughts, new ideas, new possibilities. So Love that it. would be my little... Love it. Wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice? Everyone listen to that and write that one down. Yes. Awesome. Thank you so much, Lynn, for being on uh, Episode 2 podcast. We've got you coming up in a future uh, episode as well, so stay tuned for that. We're going to delve in a little bit deeper into... 
uh, busy mums and how they could possibly get their shit done too. So yes, thank you definitely. for joining me and I will see you on the next podcast. Thank you.